Y'all, we live in difficult times. There's war, political unrest, the pandemic, poverty, families being torn, communities ripped by gun violence and people dying every day. Police, injustice, it's all bringing so much pain. But y'all, we can look inside our minds and we can understand who we are, become better, and do this thing like we've never done it before. But it all starts with our mental health and I know we can do it. I believe in you because I believe in me and I believe in us. Hello and welcome to another episode of Therapy is Life. Where thinking, feeling, and experiencing well-being is the name of the game here. Listen, y'all, today we have a special, special episode. We have three brothers here, and we got L, we got Sale, and we got D. We're going to be talking about life and some of their challenges and some of how they overcame. And starting this discussion, I want to say this, y'all. Our Zion is only a reflection of our efforts Nothing means anything if we haven't gone through anything because we earn our place in life by what we go through. So today we've been through the fire. We've been through the storm, but we are here today because we have survived in our present moment. We can celebrate what we've overcome because see the journey is the story. It's not the destination. So look at where we are today. We can feel good about it and keep moving forward. So with that being said, y'all, we're going to talk to these young men. We're going to talk about life a little bit and see what their story is. Hopefully in this story, we'll learn a little bit about them. We'll learn a little bit about struggle and dealing with mental health. And we'll find some ways to look at problems and solve them as we walk through this life. Is that all right? I know somebody want to do that. Okay, so brothers, how y'all doing today? All right, all right, all right. All right, good. Well, you know what? I'm so glad to have y'all here with me today, and it's powerful. I like to call this the I like to call this the art of manhood because we here we brothers and we're talking about life. And I like to start by asking you something that you've done that you feel really good about right now. What is something you've done that you're feeling really good and happy about? Yeah, you can go ahead, uh, Sam. I feel good about, you know, some of the mentoring I've been able to do, you know, since I've been home. You know, I feel great about that because I it was it was missing. It was something that was missing in the community. And uh, a lot of young brothers, they needed to hear, you know, my story, you know, based on my background because I share so many of the similarities, that, you know, that they share, you know, what they're going through. So I'm just, you know, I'm... I feel real good about that. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's up. L, what would you say? Probably me just being an example, like role model wise and father wise. Like, you know what I'm saying? I got a one year old, so me just being able to be an example for her. And then we all go out in the world being an example for the younger brothers in my neighborhood. That's, 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 that's what's up. What would you say, B? I say, uh, <clears throat> if I had to say one thing in particular, it's just being a father and going to 
on being a, a consistent and present father, uh, everyday father, not a weekend. You know, some people got different circumstances that may not allow them to experience the level of fatherhood that I personally do. But that 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 presence of being there with, from 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 birth all the way up until the twelfth and eleventh grade every day is something I, I I can't think of nothing better than that. Hmm. Hmm. Look, I appreciate all these things you guys are saying. And I know that you didn't just get this way. You didn't just have this mindset from the beginning. You went through some things. You had some challenges. And now here you are. If you mind, if you don't mind, would you like, can you share a little bit about your struggle, your challenge, your, your mental health issues in getting to this place that you are now? Uh, well, you know, I... You know, grew up, you know, single parent household, you know, that, that you know, uh, a story that's, you know, all too common. Uh, I started off young, getting in the streets. I grew up in the, you know, juvenile system, uh, back and forth to prison. I eventually, you know, caught a 19 year sentence. Uh, you know, I did have to do the whole 19. Uh, you know, I grew in prison. Like, my last three years, I had developed, like, anxiety issues, mm -hmm. you know, real bad. Uh, so that was a struggle for me, you know. Uh, even coming home, you know, out here, the, the, you know, there was a transition that took place mentally mm -hmm. I had to deal with. Uh, but, like I say, I, I was over there. You know, it's a work. You know, mm -hmm. every day it's a work, you know, I say, because, you know, when you do long-term incarceration, man, you pretty much going to be working the rest of your life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just because it's an unnatural environment and, you know, it, it's it's not an overnight thing. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But one of the things that I learned, you know, uh, Donovan had told me this last week. He said, telling the story is therapeutic. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We really, you know, Telling the story to somebody else, we may be enlightening them, but in reality, we help with therapy for our, for us, you know, to right. help us do what we're going through. Right, right, because you're releasing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're letting it go. You're letting other people know. So right. it, it serves two purposes. Right. Yeah. What would you like to say? Uh, I came up, you know what I'm saying, urban city neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I had my mother and my father in my life, and my father's in and out of the household, you know what I'm saying, using the streets. Mom was mm -hmm. a solid worker. I had my grandfather, grandparents in my life. You know what I'm saying? They were solid workers. But ultimately, I chose the more flashier route. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to go in the streets. Mm -hmm. And chose that lifestyle over school. You know what I'm saying? It became full-time just in the streets. And it, that led me to be available for a situation where I wound up doing 15 years for a crime I ain't commit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. My right hand had killed something. You know what I'm saying? Growing, how we grow up, you just stick to certain codes, you know what I'm saying? Me sticking to a certain code led me to get a life, a life sentence where they charged me with the crime. Like I said, I killed somebody. Mm. I got sentenced to 28 years of life, went down the road, fought. I didn't give up. I never think about being stuck in there. You know what I'm saying? Never lost my faith. And you deal with the trials and tribulations while you're in there that you can't control, you know what I'm saying? So mm. I made it my business like I had to get out of there and also made my business to train myself that when I do get out of there, I don't go back. You know what I'm saying? And I also get out here and be an example to other guys that they don't go back. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's where I'm at right now. But 
it's a struggle, man. No matter whether you did a crime or not, you know what I'm saying? Like you still go through that experience. Like I went through that experience. It's like it might have been worse. It might have been better. How you look at it, but it's about the outcome. So the outcome, I came home, man. I started my brand. You know what I'm saying? Comic club clothing. The meaning of it's creating opportunities, making more achievements. Cause that's what the money do. So instead of me saying the common mean money, I just turned to something else. You know what I'm saying? And then like the basis of it is our story, though. You know what I'm saying? Like our life is our story. So every day God get a study for the common on our story. You know what I'm saying? So right, right, the right. mantra for the brand is my story ain't over. Right. Your story ain't over. All over. So anytime you put one of my hoodies on, and you ain't you ain't saying ill story ain't over. You saying your story not over when you wear. It. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever you're going through in life, you oh you still here, so you overcame it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, exactly, going. exactly. Yeah, I, mean, I, I love what you're saying, Don. Yeah, you got to repeat the question. I got caught up in listening to the brother. <laughs> yeah, man, he was so good. Up in listening man. to the brother and lost the question. Um, so we 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 exploring your um. Your, your struggle and how you look at where you are now. So exploring, just asking the question, what you've been through and how you look at things now. Okay. So, yeah, I uh, statistically grew up like most young black males today. You know, mama, daddy wasn't there. And uh, I went to prison at the age of 18. So I walked across, I did graduate. I walked across the stage straight into a prison cell. And I came home 13 years later. Um, I think we deal with a lot of stress, not only being black men in America or black men, period, but Mm. being black men with the felon Mm. attached to us. You know, it's it's a stigma that goes with that, that it's hard to overcome by just uh, existing day to day. You got to do the work. Mm. And when the brothers talk about the clothing or the brothers talk about writing or, 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 or telling the story, that's part of the process of doing this work necessary to, to prove to society that we deserve the spots we occupy. Because mm. at one time we gave up that spot, mm. you know what I mean? Through our choices, through whatever the decision was, we gave up the spot. And now mm-hmm. we back, we, we, we free physically, mm-hmm. but we, we, we exist daily to, 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 to illustrate that this spot that I occupy in society, I deserve it. Man, that is something. Look, I, I got a, I got a follow up question. It's, based on everything you guys been telling me. So being a a one-time felon and being a uh, a black man having to carry both of those labels. How do you take that with you every day and be your best self? I look at it uh you know I always think back man I'm here because my ancestors survived a slave ship. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you know, a lot of them didn't survive it, but me being here is because he he survived it. So, you know, I owe it to my ancestors to to deal whatever they throw at me. You know mm. what I'm saying? To, to deal with it. I look at it, it's a, it's a, I enjoy it. You, you know say you mean? enjoy it? Yeah, I enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Because Like a challenge. Like a challenge. You know what I'm saying? We the most resilient group of people on earth. Say what? Say that again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, we, we just, we are, man, you know, and I mean, we constantly meet the challenge. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I love it, man. You know, I love it. Like, it was, you know, it's, uh, you know, I say it, it don't stop being hard, but, you mm-hmm. know, I don't nothing, nothing worth having really come without, without some struggle. Right, 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 right. I think, I think to add on to what the brother was saying is, mm-hmm. uh, uh, 
I could speak for this brother. I just met this brother today, but I can. We yeah. talked about vibes. We talk about. You yeah. could tell. You could tell when the brother or sister has reached a level of mental freedom. Mm. You know what I mean? When you reach a level of mental freedom, my grandmother told me when I was little, I hit a white dude in the face with my lunch tray because he called me a nigga. And I went home. I got suspended from school. I go home. I'm mad. I'm crying. My grandmother like, what's wrong with you? Like, well, he called me a nigga. <laughs> she like, well, it don't matter what he called you. It don't matter what you answer to. Mm, you know what I mean? Right. And that was a level of <laughs> mental freedom that 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 you have to achieve as you grow. Because I still would be mad today, but I'm, I'm mentally free enough to know that okay. it don't matter what you call me. You can call me a felon, a convict. You can call me a restored citizen. You can call me whatever you want to call me. The only thing that matters is what I choose to answer to. Yeah. And I choose to answer to the greatness that's in me. So what I see when I look in the mirror is so much greater than what I saw when I was 18 years old in prison. What I see now is, is it okay, yeah, I answered it. Yeah, 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 yeah what you yeah, see yeah, now? Yeah, 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 yeah. What I see now is yeah, great, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. So, what, how you see? See, me, myself, I, I mean, like, I just, I try to make every day where, like, I strive to be in a position where oh, you can't hold them titles against me. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? About get to the, no matter no matter how rich you get, how successful you get, so be somebody always more richer or more successful. But right. I'm trying to get to a position in life where me being a felon ain't gonna be an issue. But this man, this man, I control this. This man, I own this. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm also trying to open the door for other guys with the same similarities that they don't have the same. You know what I'm saying? Go through the same trials. Because for real, man, like being a felon is a real trap, man. Like it's a it's a lifelong prison system. You want to mm. really get deep into it, man, because it's somewhere in this in this United States or America, whatever you want to call it, where being a felon can hinder you, and it's not fair if you get your time. You know what I'm saying? Like we got a it's, it's a system in place where it's certain housing communities. You know what I'm saying? That can't a felon can't live there. So if I come home from prison after doing my time that y'all gave me, and my wife and my kids living in this place, I can't be on the lease because I'm a felon. Mm. I can't stay there because I can't be on the lease. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah, that's so what you're like, saying. That's what you're saying. You hindering my lifestyle right now for something I did and did time for. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we got. I, I want to get to the point where it's, it's enough mind state where it's like, man, all right. So what? I'm a felon. We got our own community over here. How's it? Come stay here, bro. Fresh out of the joint. Like we got to get to that point. So it's like it's gonna take guys like us to keep speaking on. You know what I'm saying? And being examples, man. Exactly. You know what? As a therapist, a couple of things I, I I try to encourage people to understand. I heard you guys say it over and over again, number one, is people can say anything about you. They can label you, but at the end of the day, they can't control how you feel about yourself. They can't control where you live. I guess in this case, I guess they could, but you have to have an attitude that you're going to overcome no matter what you've gone through. I, I hear a lot of, I've learned a lot from what I went through, and I, I, because I've learned a lot, now I want to do something different. I want to do something better, because that incident that didn't define me. That was just something I went through, but it didn't define who I was in my character. Now I'm going to show you who I am. With that being said, let me, let me ask you guys another question. Um, I heard you say something about um, fatherhood. Um, what are some of your thoughts on being, being a good father? Well, you know, I got a, a three-month-old baby, so. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh <laughs> You know, I, it, it's definitely, I see it different. Mm-hmm. It completely different than I did before, you know, because I got older, I got, you know, grandbabies, you know, I got older, you know, kids. Mm-hmm. But 
but after going through what I done went through, mm-hmm. it's just I look at it different. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I look at it different. Like you know, every day, every move I make, I'm thinking about my child, my son. I'm thinking about you know, like how will this position him? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Where I want to give him options. That's the thing. I want him to have the option to whatever he it is, you know, dream he got that he got options in place where he can pursue them dreams. Gotcha. And not have the restrictions that, like we said, they try to put on us. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like that's a restriction they're not gonna be able to put on him. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, and that's that's how like I said, the the fatherhood thing, like I look at it because to be honest, you know, I hated my father for not being there. Mm-hmm. But then I found myself doing the same thing. You know what I mean? You know, the call of the streets. Right. You know, so I, in essence, to be honest, I had put my children on the back burner. Right. Can I ask, why do you think you put your kids on the back burner? Why do you think? And feel free if any of y'all want to, uh, why did you think you did, you did that? It's it's like, I don't know. It's that, that call of the streets is like, it just consumes you. Because you use it for an excuse, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I'm going out here to be a provider for my kids and we eat, pay the bills. Mm-hmm. But then we want to make a million dollars selling dope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I, know like, what saying. I know what you're saying. I didn't make nothing to feed my kids and get food for the night, but I want to make a million dollars. You know what right. I'm saying? So it's like, in in a way, you you putting, you putting, you using your kid and the fatherhood as a priority. This for the fathers that really, you know what I'm saying, be there. Mm-hmm. This is my, pre- I'm in the streets to provide my family. But for real, like, if it was more so about that, like, you could work a nine-to-five, drive a bus, and feed your family. You know what I'm saying? Right. You just want the, the greater that come with it. And we don't want to admit that, but that's what it really is, the lifestyle that comes with being in the street. So it's like, ultimately, you put in the street for your kids. You know what I'm saying? Because if not, you would go make your couple dollars, come home, and be there with your kids. But we out, we out of town. We, you know what I'm saying? We out all night, we kicking it, mm-hmm. everything that come with the lifestyle. So it's like, that's how I feel like we put that before our kids. But we use that... You know what I'm saying? Our kids is the reason, though. Like, go out here feed the family. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, about these, about these shoes in this car and these rims, too, though. Um, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, you, you wanted to add something to it? Go ahead and ask No, I was like, so I was going to ask a question. I was going to bring it back around. So yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's like, it, it, it brings a sort of status, mm-hmm. position, authority, power. All these things comes along with that. You know, I remember the uh, uh, Onyx, money, power, respect, the key to life. Like, that old song came to my mind, just like that. But yeah, so being in that position, right? It, it feels good. Why wouldn't anybody want that? You know what I mean? Bring it, bring, bring it back around to what the brother was saying. Okay. I feel you. What the brother was saying when you when you got, uh, I think today, mm-hmm. what makes me a great father is I committed myself to do all the things that I wanted as a child. Gotcha. Not materialistically, mm-hmm. but the things, the time that I wish my father would have invested in me, I invested in my son and my daughter. Gotcha. All of the all of the lessons that I wish. So we we understand that immortality is in our seeds. Right. We live on through our children. Exactly. So the more that I could put into my daughter and my son, the more they'll put into their children. Exactly. And, and then I continue. So first thing we think about, I think about is my legacy. What will my legacy be when I'm gone? And mm. I, I, I work every day to leave something behind that was greater than it was when I got here. Exactly. You know what I mean? If it's not, if it's not the job I do or, or the places I am or the people whose lives I affect, it has to be my children. Mm. So when I look at myself, when I was little, I wanted a dad so bad I used to lie about my father. Other kids at school would say, my father came over this weekend, I would make mine up. My dad came too. 
What color is his car? Red. What kind of car is it? A Corvette. Mm-hmm. He had a Corvette last week. What he got now? A Cadillac. I would mm-hmm. make it up, and I would try to use that status that the brother talking about to top whatever yours. Your dad had a Chevy. My dad had a Corvette. Your dad got a Jerry Curl. Mine mm-hmm. had a perm. You know what I mean? My, my dad could become in my mind whatever I wanted him to be. Right, you know, right, and then right. as I got older, luckily, I feel I was fortunate that I went to prison so young, I didn't have children. Mm-hmm. So I got to see men be men under the most intense circumstances, which was incarceration. I got to see how a man is supposed to uh, react under the most dire of circumstances. When, when, when many would crack and break, I got to see certain individuals display manhood, and I could steal pieces of that and put them into myself. Mm. And then when I when I when I'm amongst my son and I'm amongst my daughter and I'm amongst children, I could get them those pieces from the men that I learned in there from. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think uh, that when we start to think about legacy and we start to think about what is our purpose for being free now, when the brother say his purpose was at one time, not not that I know of it, but selling dope because you saying I'm providing for my son. Now I work hard because I'm providing for my son. I'm right. providing for my daughter. What is right. my purpose? You know. So and not only that, like he's showing them like. Because no matter how you move in life, you got kids, you are the first initial example. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you working hard now, like, and they see you working hard, they should, they ain't even seen the guy that did the, eight, you know what I'm saying, 18 years old. They don't know mm-hmm. that guy. That's they right. know him. You see what I'm saying? So that's going to be the example. They had, like, so when they be him, he talking about the old stories from back in the day, they going to be like, nah, we ain't hit the dude. Like, right. he worked. You know what I'm saying? That's the example mm-hmm. he set for them. Like, and yeah. that's what I be feeling like, man, we got to get back into that part. Like, man, like, leading by example, for real, for our children. That's where the priorities get switched. Now, me, now, my kids come first because I make all the decisions about what I'm going to do based off of them. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, I got to be here for them. I got to be able to show them this. You know what I'm saying? So I came home, started my brand. I want to be like, man, I ain't going to work for nobody. You know what I'm saying? Straight up and down, I want to be my own boss. And I wanted to show them, like, you can literally come from nothing. If you put the work into it, you know what I'm saying? You can be your own boss, have your own stuff, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, so now they get it. You know what I'm At first they ain't get it, but now they get it. Like, okay, yeah, we see what's going on. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's, that's some good stuff. Listen, I, got, I, got, I want to ask y'all another question. Um, how is it, how important is you, is it for you? What, let, me, let me ask it a different way. Your relationship with your mother, what role has it played in your life? Because a lot of times we we don't talk enough about that, you know. But what is your relationship like with your mother, or what role has it played in your life and being where you are now? Yeah, either way, any, I'm just asking. Any, any, any of y'all can go with that. Go. Go ahead, brother. That pop been full of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Run over. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead, bro. I gotta, you know. Uh, well, Mike and everything. <laughs> you know, my mama, man, she she been the most consistent thing in my life. Dang. You know, uh, you know, she always was up and down that highway, in and out the visiting rooms. Mm-hmm. I said since I was a kid, you know, and uh you know, I like I always tell the story like when I you know, when I first started this last stretch. You know, I asked her, I said, Ma, you know, I see a lot of dudes, you know, their mamas just got tired. You know, they don't come see them. They don't, you know, their mm-hmm. mama cool on them. Yeah. And I said, you know, I've been getting in trouble so long. I said, why you still? And she said, well, if you was in the NBA, I'd be cheering you. You 
know, so I, I mean, you, I still got you, my son. I, I still got to, you know, and it's that love, that level of love. You know, you know, I said in the Bible, love is long suffering, mm -hmm. and that helped me see the, it helped me see value in myself. Because a lot of times we we put ourselves in situations because deep down at the core we don't value ourselves. You know what I mean? So where you put yourself in a situation that you know you just watch other people lose their life on this same block. You know what I mean? Lose their freedom on this same block, but we out there every day. Yeah. And you know, nobody wants to admit that is that you know, it's a a value thing. You know, we got we we not valuing ourselves. So sometimes it takes seeing the love somebody else got the belief they got, you know, the long suffering they got for you to see it in yourself. And that's like the role like my mom played, you know, where mm -hmm. it's, that was the first, you know what I mean? Like, that was that, kind of like that that match, mm -hmm. you know, that began that process when I was in there. You know right, what I'm saying? The right, start, right. hey, see the value in myself. Gotcha. Gotcha. And ain't nobody on this earth that's gonna ever love you like your mother. No female you ever gonna find. I don't care how long y'all been together, what y'all been through. Like, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like, that's the person that gave you life. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. so it's like, and then you got some of us, they ain't all the best, but when you get the ones that is, it's like, they show you that. You know what I'm saying? Like, my mm -hmm. mother ain't never, I can't do no wrong. Right, like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, she gonna let me know I'm wrong, but still, like, I can't do no wrong. To anybody else, like, no, he can't do no wrong. You know what I'm saying? It ain't because she just, that's my mother. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was there. Man, I did all that time, man. She ain't missed no visit. She came down there. You know what I'm saying? Like, she knew the situation. She didn't have nothing to do with it. She knew that I was following the, you know what I'm saying? Because I was, the morals and vice principles that she instilled in me as a man, mm -hmm. she had to respect it because it came back around. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, you don't, you don't tell. You know what I'm saying? Like, so when it came back around, she had to respect it. Well, she didn't like it, but she had to respect it. And it was like, she didn't turn her back on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. she, she rolled out the whole time, like, fought for me. You know what I'm saying? And when I came home, it been on. You know what I'm saying? We rocked. Like, it's funny because now before I got locked up, my mother, she smoked weed. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And before I got locked up, I would give her weed, put in her jury box. But we never got high together. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, I'm caught home from jail. My little brother, he grown now. He's like, yeah, man, me and mom smoked the blood. I'm like. Come on, man. You smoke weed with my mama? <laughs> like, like, she my mama too. Like, but it's crazy. I'm like, damn, I can't wait to get home and bond with my OG like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and now we got a, we got a real bond. You know what I'm saying? We we kick it. We talk. You know what I'm saying? I got, if I got something going on, I go get her. She come mm -hmm. out with me and stuff. And like, man, like, I know for a fact, like, I can't get that love nowhere else, man. Like, yeah. no matter what I do, she's going to be there. So they, they play a major role for me. Gotcha. I, I agree with what them brothers said, man. Mm -hmm. they, I mean, you can't put it more really than that. Yeah, you can't put it no more really than that. That's beautiful. Gotcha. So, obviously, I've heard you guys talk about being responsible and moving past the stigma of f past labels, you know, being responsible fathers, uh, realizing the importance of a mother. If you were talking to some young people today that was going through some of the things that you were doing when you were younger, what might be some things you might say to them? Run, man. <laughs> Run from that lifestyle, man. Like, 
Like when I go speak at schools, I go like do motivational speaking at high schools, colleges, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I tell my story. I never leave off the part where because by me having a wrong conviction, it's like, oh, he went to jail, he did something. But no, I I never leave off the part where, you know, I dropped out of high school and I started selling drugs and it was a cop from my neighborhood that didn't like me. Mm -hmm. So when this crime came about and they knew my best friend was involved, the same cop that grew up with me that hated me, he implicated me in this crime. Like, oh, yeah, he was there, he was there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's like, I try to tell kids, like, I put myself in that predicament from the beginning when I chose the streets over school. Me and that cop would never knew each other. You see what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, so I don't want to make it look like I'm just walking down the street and it just happened to me. Like, no, I made myself available for the situation. So it's all about your decisions in life, man. Like, I try to tell them youngsters, like, man, everything that you do now, like, it don't just affect you, it affect everybody else down the line. Your whole family get affected by it. You know what I'm saying? So I just tell them dudes, man, like, I can't tell you what to do. I can tell you my story. Like, the streets really ain't where it's at, man. Like, at the end of the day, man, like, no matter how much money you make, no matter how much you do for people and all that, it's going to always come a time where you got to answer that call where you're going to get the grave or the cell. Like, mm. so it's like, if you have somebody that been through it, they tell you, like, when I was growing up, we ain't had guys coming from prison, coming mm -hmm. to schools. Like, that wasn't a thing. It's a thing now. You know what I'm saying? We allowed to walk into high schools and junior high schools and talk to these kids. Because when I was growing up, it was glorified. You know what I'm saying? Times mm -hmm. came home, it was a party. Like, everybody mm -hmm. loved him. He never came home. It was like, hey, man, don't go in there, bro. Like, get off the block, man. Don't go to jail, man. Like, they came right back to the block with us. You know what I'm saying? So now it's like, we got more better examples. Guys coming home now, they... I got dudes calling from jail. Can't wait to get out. Like, man, I'm going to go to them schools, man. I want to talk to them kids, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, like, we really set examples. You know what I'm saying? Like, guys like us really came home from prison and set examples. So guys in there, though, it's where we not only do we got a hold on the young kids out here, but we got a hold on the grown men in there, like, See. ready to change their entire life around. Like, gotcha. they seeing us come home and change our life around. Gotcha. You're changing their perspective. Exactly. <clears throat> As they would say now, changing the vibe around the vibe. it. Like we come home, look, look, we're not gonna be doing that crazy stuff anymore. We're gonna we gonna get down to business, responsibility, taking care of our family, taking care of our friends. Listen, th that's that's amazing. 